0: Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters,
1: the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters.
0: Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, and today I welcome Barbara Juliano to the show. And before I bring her on, let me just tell you a little bit more about her. Barbara is a certified life coach currently studying mind-body transformational psychology at the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. As the founder of her coaching practice, Starlamp Coaching, Barbara empowers women like herself to lead the lives they always dreamed of but never thought possible.
2: So welcome, Barbara, to the podcast. Thank you, Cranley. I'm so um, happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, and I'm thrilled too. We got to talk a little bit pre show as I do with everybody and found out we like
0: know literally know some of the same people even though we live in completely opposite sides of the country.
2: <laughs> we do. We do. So it
0: definitely it's a small world. <laughs> it is a small world. So I'm so excited. She um Barbara goes to Southwest Institute of Healing Arts and there's actually a campus here in my hometown. So um it's just pretty interesting how that all works out. But I am so excited to talk with you. I know you said you're excited to talk, so let's talk. (laughs) Are you ready? All right. So I would love to learn more about your story and
2: how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Perfect. Okay. So I actually thought about this a little bit before um, getting on the call with you. And to explain how I got out of my own way, I kind of have to go back and explain how I was. on my way (laughs) Mm -hmm. so growing up I was always um, the overweight child and my family was very um, like a social so they really care about what other people thought Mm -hmm. and I never felt like I was good enough because they were always trying to change me Mm -hmm. in diets and programs and even when I got older I'd be crazy like HCG injections to lose weight Mm -hmm. and that really killed my confidence and self-esteem and of course they didn't mean anything bad um they were just trying to help me in the only way they knew how to help me Mm -hmm. but it really destroyed my self-worth because I never felt like I was capable or worthy of anything Mm -hmm. so going into high school which is a really tough time because everyone goes through their own identity crisis. Yes. Um, I was so insecure, extremely insecure, and it was really the, tough t- the toughest times of my life because I was overweight. I had my family who was not satisfied with my body.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I had classmates who would make fun of me because of my weight, and then I got severe acne, and... It was horrible. People would call me Moonface because I had oh. quote unquote craters oh. on my face. Yeah, so it was really hard. And then on top of that, my parents were going through a separation. So that was really hard because I didn't I didn't get to come home. And after the rough days in school, just come to like a safe haven. I actually came to like more turmoil and uh, unsupportive uh, relationships. Mm -hmm. my parents were going through their own juju with their stuff and they kind of threw a lot of things on my back at a fairly very early age and it it, all this together bundled started to make me like hate myself Mm -hmm. so what I did is become someone I was not so since I didn't like who I was I tried to be like the cool kid the cool kids in school Mm -hmm. so I tried to Act like them, talk like them, go out with them, and I always felt like the outcast, but I would still try so hard just because I hated myself. I didn't like who I was.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, getting out of high school, I also embarked in a ton of tox- uh in one specific toxic relationship that was very destructive and that made me feel even worse and made my confidence and self esteem go down a lot more.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, That, the the belief about myself and the dislike that I had for myself was was how I kept myself on my way and not allowing myself to grow and to do the things that I am capable of doing. Right. Yeah, so with that story then comes of how I got out of my way. And four things came up when I thought about this. The first thing was I had to get people out of my way, and um, mm-hmm. people that were not supportive me, supporting me, uh, that were hurting me, that were being very toxic to me and abusive.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I had to get brave and just get them out of my life, and that was hard because when I was living that reality and I thought of the alternative, the alternative the alternative, alternative always seemed worse than what I was living, even though what I was living was like hell. Mm-hmm. The second thing I had to do was make really bold choices, and we can say this is following my heart, and I had to follow my heart and um, embark on a new relationship that I was afraid of embarking in, quit my job, uh, stop going to school because my parents wanted me to go, and actually that's how I started Suiha because I stopped going to school, and somehow I came across this lady who was going to that school, and I'm like, you know what, this is really what I want to do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I also had to move back in with my mom, which I've never had the best relationship with my mom. Mm -hmm. The third thing was I had to start taking care of myself, so I started eating healthier because I wanted to and because I wanted to feel good, not because my parents were putting me on a diet or people were criticizing me, just because... I wanted to feel good as a human being, as an individual.
1: Right.
2: And then the third thing, the fourth thing was, I had to start believing in myself. Like, and that's no matter what, mm-hmm. because when all these transition, transitions were happening, it was easy to to believe in myself. You know, when everything was aligned, when the stars were aligned, and I started losing weight, and then I I began the most beautiful relationship, and somehow the most perfect school like landed on my lab, it was easy to believe in myself. But, of course, when things started getting tough, I kind of leaned back to my habits of thinking bad things about myself, that I wasn't going to make it, and I had to really be convicted to the fact that I believed that I could do it no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know, if I lost five pounds, that that didn't make me a bad person. That just made my body something that changes, that's natural. If I didn't do that good in a test or an assignment, that didn't mean that I was going to quit school. That just meant that I needed to study a little bit more. And I really had to shift my perspective for me to get out of my own way continuously, not just when things were working, but even when things weren't working as well. And that is the trick, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's, it's It's so yeah. easy to to you know have our our lenses on of oh life is rainbows and butterflies when
1: mm-hmm. we're not
0: faced with adversity or challenge, but when that stuff comes up, that is when we tend to revert to old patterns and old habits, so I love that you yeah. brought that up because you know, and I say this so many times, my listeners are probably so sick of this, but we um. We tend to think that, you know, once we have overcome something, that we're done. That, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we, you know, it's just one and done. We can move on, and we're never going to have that difficulty or any difficulty again. And I know that that's kind of simplifying it, but, you know, if you really think and you're really honest with yourself, we do. We 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 don't want to have to continuously struggle.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it, there, there comes a point where you just, you you think everything will be perfect, but that's not true. Life is constantly changing, and you're always going to have struggles. So, getting out of your own damn way is not just like a one-time shot. You right. you have to keep working on it at all times. You do, and and I love that
0: the four steps. You really did think about it. <laughs> the four <laughs> steps of kind of getting out of your out of your way, and those you know, if you break down each of those things each one of those takes courage and it takes um effort and consciousness and you know consistent action like they're not just you know it's really nice and easy to say this list of things but like for example the first thing you said is that you had to get you know the people who weren't supporting you out of your way well holy Mm -hmm. crap you know those of us and I'm with you I didn't have the most supportive mother Uh, my father um, left when I was preteen so you know I didn't have a terribly supportive family and um it's really tough growing up when you don't have um any kind of support and you know luckily i had some really great mentors at school that helped me um but not everyone does have that and it's really hard you know as an adult it's easier to kind of see that but when you're growing up it's like oh my gosh you
2: know who where's where's my support and and yeah. how do i do that yeah absolutely and my dad was always kind of like the person who kept the house stable, so when he left, everything just fell apart. He mm-hmm. he was the one that I was closest to, and he like he was going through his own suffering. He couldn't mm-hmm. think of taking care of me at the time. Right. So, yeah, it was really hard, and when, when we speak about unsupported families, that makes me – when I made the decision of getting people out of my own way, I also thought about my own family because they're always going to be there but I had to learn that there are things about them that I don't like, and that's okay. And it actually took me a long time to learn that my one side of, the, of my family have narcissistic tendencies. Uh huh. It's actually a really crazy story how I figured that out. One time I got into a really big fight, and I was just heartbroken, and I went to my boyfriend's house, and I was just, like, asking the universe, like, why like why does my mom need to be this way like why i don't understand and ironically i turned on hey house radio and (laughs) this yeah it's so crazy there was a commercial um promoting a book called mothers who can't love Hmm. and i'm like is this a message and i bought the book right there and then on my phone and when i read it i'm like this is why this is the answer of why she acts this way. This is why she makes me feel guilty. This is why this is why it's hard for her to show love in a caring and genuine way mm-hmm. and after that, I stopped victimizing myself, and that wow. not victimizing yourself really is transformational.
0: I have to pause there because that was profound. not yeah. victimizing yourself. Say it again, not victimizing yourself.
2: It's transformational. It's
0: transformational. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I try to write and talk at the same time, and it never works. (laughs) (laughs) So it is is so, like, we – and I've done it. We've all done it. We all can get into that victim role of poor me. Why is this happening? Why are they doing this to me? But Mm -hmm. if you can – turn the tables, and look at it from a different perspective. Not that we are um, excusing how other people treat us, but we do have a choice. We can allow ourselves to be affected by that in pretty negative ways, or we can allow um, ourselves to see it as this is their issue and this is how they're treating us because they are in
2: so much pain. Yes, absolutely, and... I love psychology, so obviously learning about psychology makes me realize they went through their own struggles that I have no idea what they were. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what has been implanted in their patterns of thought. I don't know what type of suffering was put into my mom's life. So it's crazy because I still live with her right now and not feeling like a victim of her suffering allows me to have a better relationship with her because I respect Mm -hmm. her and I understand and understanding is life-changing as well. Yes. Well, you're just giving the zingers today, aren't you? (laughs) 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 And, And what
0: a testament to how far you've come and how much you've transformed that you can live with someone who was once uh, someone who wasn't terribly supportive and that you have been able to shift it so much that you can see her perspective of things and not let it affect you. Um, and I'm going to say not at all, but you not let it affect you to the point of going back to feeling like you're not good enough or that you can't do things.
2: Yeah, and, of course, it's not all the time. I have my base. But... Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, 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 it really has made a huge impact in my life. And before, like, I would have let a little thing that bothered me stop me. Like, right now I'm working mm-hmm. um, on my coaching business and i I grow so much every single day. But I have setbacks when I wake up in my house and I have to go through some things that I go through. But yeah. what I do is I, I don't, point the finger at them I just ask myself like okay what can I do for myself you know Mm -hmm. this is how I'm feeling these are my emotions how how do I run them through me so I can keep pushing
0: yes yeah and turning that back on yourself that that's really important too and and it can be hard I mean let's be honest I mean (laughs) it can be tough when you're (laughs) in an environment that isn't terribly supportive it really can Um, especially when you're on a path of growth um Whether it's spiritual or physical or emotional or a combination of those things, it can be really challenging because when people who aren't terribly supportive for whatever reason and it's not that they're trying to not be supportive, like you said it's you know that they have their own issues that they're dealing with or not dealing with, as the case may be. but when we are around that, um sometimes when they see us changing for the better, it can trigger. Things in them, which causes them to act in ways that are, you know, less than stellar, (laughs) less Mm -hmm. than ideal. And there's kind of, and this is what I tell my clients and students too, is that when you start to change, other people may react in ways that you think are not great. Because it's, what happens is it reminds people that they're not living their truth or their Mm path.
1: And it may not be a
0: conscious thing, but it it can really trigger some stuff. So usually it gets a little bit more challenging before it gets really, really great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they, it's, they're not always going to show it, like, directly. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not happy that you're on your path and that you're growing. Mm-hmm. But specifically, personally for me, I'm dealing with narcissistic – with a family that has narcissistic tendencies mm-hmm. – um, it's very subconsciously, and it comes in the wave of guilt yes. and feeling like what I'm doing is wrong. And it's mm-hmm. so subtle, but it really makes such a huge impact. Like if I'm leaving the house, I, I get a sense of guilt that I'm leaving yeah. the house. Everything I do, I get a sense of guilt, mm-hmm. you know. So I really have to work with that and understand why. And the reason why is because of what you just said. hmm
0: yeah, it is. It like you said, it's very subtle. It can be very subtle. And but I mean it's it's it can be really challenging. I for one had to remove myself from my family to make the most growth. Um I wasn't able and you know, it, it takes a different kind of strength to do what you're doing, for sure. <laughs> I just yeah. want to say I commend you for that cuz it's it can be challenging to grow, but growing in an environment that isn 't always supportive is even can be even more challenging so But the thing is that you are a model for so many people out there who are not able to leave their circumstances and um, and there 's nothing wrong with that it 's just that everyone has their own reality, and sometimes we need to really dig deep and find other ways. Of getting our support other than where we are currently physically located and it's you know it's possible and isn't that a blessing
2: yes it definitely is it definitely is and just like anything else in life that's worth it it's not going to be easy easy but it's definitely possible
0: yes right, yeah, I you know <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing is when we when we've gone through a level of healing, we would just like to kind of smooth saily forever <laughs> and, but but you're right, you know anything worth having is it, there needs to be some work because when we are growing, when we are taking life or business to the next level. Challenges are going to come up. You know, we're going to be faced with our demons, and if, even if we've dealt with it on one level, the next level comes up.
1: Yep,
0: absolutely. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yeah, it
2: is, and and yeah, it definitely is. And it's—I mean, if it did, if it wasn't that way, it would be boring. You know, I I talk to my dad a lot about this, and he's like, you know what, Barb, if it was easy. It would be boring. Everyone would mm-hmm. just do it. You know, there's a reason why we struggle in life, and there's a reason why we go through the things that we go through. And mm-hmm. you can, and this is something my boyfriend says: you can either stagnate, or you can learn and grow. You know, and mm-hmm. it's so true. It's so true.
0: It is, and and it's so nice that you do have some wonderful support. I mean, and that I think that that is key because I think it can be very difficult when we don't have um I talk so much about support you know what is support versus true support versus
1: mm-hmm. kind of fake support
0: and um you know it's easy for people to say oh yeah i support you but it really comes in their actions and um the things that they do and say to you know help you or not help you and you know and it's easy like one of the things i tell people is that kind of the litmus test for whether someone is supportive or not is do you leave their company feeling energized or depleted?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and it's it's important because we have no control over how other people treat us. We really, really don't. Mm-hmm. We just have control over how we react to it. And um and some of us are related to the people who are not supportive and like you said that's that's always going to be the case it's all it's reality um but we can seek out those people who do leave us energized and really kind of look to them to really help and also
2: we need to include ourselves on that list as well yes yes absolutely yeah that's one of the things that take care of ourselves too and that's supporting ourselves and i love that you that you just brought that up, that you love to talk about support because, of course, as a coach, I do too. And as someone who I feel like I couldn't be here without my own personal support and the support of other coaches and my boyfriend and all the people in my life that have supported me on, up until today, it's it's imperative to live a healthy life and it's imperative to live a life that you enjoy, you know? Mm-hmm. and. I totally agree that there are different types of support, and I do mention sometimes, like, you know, if you can't afford right now to hire someone that's specialized in helping you, um, it's better to reach out to some of your friends and family than to Mm -hmm. not to, because sometimes you need to, but it's a very thin line doing that, because you really never know how supportive they were really raised to be, you know? Um, and some people don't know this, but they think that they are supporting you, Mm -hmm. but by saying or doing certain things, they're actually bringing you down more. Like, one example could be like, I would complain about my body and my parents would, my, my parents would put me in a diet, you know, and I love them to death because I know this was your way of supporting me. Mm -hmm. But in reality, that made everything worse. Right. That made everything worse because it, it made me feel, Um, inadequate Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and they just didn't know yeah and that is so
0: important I've been kind of percolating on this model of support for the past few months and once it gets clear I'm going to teach a class on it because I'm so excited because This whole idea of support, you know, people, I think, really gloss over it. And it's like, oh, yeah, someone who energizes you versus depletes you or whatever, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it's so much bigger than that. And it's exactly what you just said is other people think they're giving you support. We need to be our own advocates for what kind of support we need. And then we need to ask for it. It's not – I mean, it's not a simple thing, especially – for those of us who were raised in environments where we were expected to be the good girl and mm-hmm. to do what is expected to not rock the boat, not make waves because of the narcissism or addiction or whatever was going on in our family. And so we have this opportunity now as, as, as adults, um, who are taking charge of their own lives and on this path of, of growth to figure it out because it's no one else's responsibility to know what we need yes absolutely even though we want it to
1: be
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes sometimes it'd be easier that way but then at the same time then we wouldn't grow right Mm -hmm. but i love that you're doing that class because that makes me think you and I are into the coaching therapy world, so we understand this. And we 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 were trained to be able to support others in various ways.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: th- imagine those individuals out there who have no idea. And awareness, it's such a huge thing. If you're not aware of something, you cannot change it. So right, right. you're going your whole life thinking, my friends support me. And if you're not aware that they're really not that they're actually bringing you down, you cannot change that. Mm-hmm. So I love your class idea. I'm so excited. I hope you can do it online so I can take it. <laughs> I am going to do it online. Yes, i I'm, I'm kind of.
0: I I still do a lot of live stuff. Um, but I am taking my business to more of an online because I want to reach more people. And I actually, this is just a total aside. I have um. Uh, a one that I'm doing a local speaking engagement. I'm doing, but instead of doing it as a live people in the room, we're actually video recording it. And I'm so excited because that, I told her, I said, this way we can reach more people because, you know, then we have it um, for for all of your members. It's not just for the handful of people who can show up at that time. So I'm like, ooh, this is so exciting.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, video has such, it's, number one, it's growing tremendously. And number two, it's such a huge way to, to share your work and like in a global, uh, um, yes. audience. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. Now that we're talking about this, I want to bring up that I'm actually working on a three day challenge to help women who don't feel confident in front of the camera. Uh huh. Um, by the time this airs, it's going to be done. But I do find that, uh, once you work on getting confidence in front of the camera, your own inner confidence starts, um, strengthening as well so i just wanted to bring that up because we're talking about how um, crucial it is for your business but it's also crucial for your own um self-esteem and confidence as well
0: it is and you know and i have talked to a lot of uh, business women locally who are so afraid so they're kind of more in my age bracket so we're talking you know generation x and older um you know, baby boomers and stuff like that who didn't grow up with the same video era that people are now, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm kind of straddling both those lines. Um, I like to think I'm, you know, younger than I am, (laughs) 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 but I am doing more innovative things than a lot of people in, you know, my generation, so... um, but what happens what i found is the conversation goes around you know there it's one thing to speak in front of an audience so it's another thing to speak in front of a camera and yeah. i know that in the last year i've really come into more confidence about being in front of a camera because uh and i'll tell you it's just for me one mindset shift it which is that um I, i'm i my goal is to serve more people and if i can keep mm-hmm. that in mind rather than oh my god there's a camera on me uh <laughs> You know, it's like it doesn't matter. But I also had a really great um, master's program where they videotaped us a lot. So I had to really um, do it whether I wanted to or not. But that was that was a long, long time ago. But still, I, I love that you're doing that because I think it's so important. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter what age you are, what generation you're at. You know, being in front of a camera is scary um, because you're you're recording and you never know where exactly it's going to end up. Um, I mean, there's so many fears that go into that, so I love that you're addressing that, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then there comes criticism, haters. Um, Mm -hmm. What if you succeed? What if you fail? And what people think of you, if you have body um, image insecurities, it's going to be harder for you. But like you said, you had a master's program where they made you do it, so doing it is really what gets you going with this.
0: Yes. But
2: at the same time, um your passion. Your passion always beats your fears, I think. If you keep that in mind <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And sure I always say that fear shows you the edges of your passion. So
2: Oh yeah. I love that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. I'm you know, looking at the time, Barbara, like we are over time almost. So, And I know it always goes so fast, but um, I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you. I know you said that um, by the time this airs, that that challenge will be over. However, I am sure that you have more wonderful stuff cooked up and other ways to help people. So share
2: share how people can get in touch with you. Definitely. Okay. So um, you can reach me on my Facebook page, which is Starland Coaching, or you can go to my website, which is starlandcoaching.com. And, yeah, even though this year's challenge is going to be done by the time this airs, I'm going to do it on a yearly basis because I really do find a lot of value in it. So definitely stay in touch with me, and if you need anything, reach out. I do, like, free confidence uh, sessions. If you need a little confidence boost and you don't have resources, um, I'm here for anyone because I really am passionate about what I do.
0: Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, any last tips for how to get out of your own damn way?
2: Um, Do something every day that you don't think that you can do. And even you can start as small as you want, even if you just want to make a dessert or go for a one-mile walk and you don't think that you can do it, do it. Because the more that you – do things and you prove yourself that you can the more that you'll get out of your own damn way great well thank you so
0: much barbara for being a guest on the get out of your own damn way podcast thank you currently it really was a pleasure i had so much fun (laughs) yes me too and thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more interviews of people who've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening.
1: You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own
0: Damn Way podcast with Creelin Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. And get even more great tips on how to get out of your own damn way by taking Creelin's free quiz at com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N
1: dot com slash quiz. Thanks for tuning in.